What's up guys, welcome to the channel, it's FPL Guria. Game Week 19 has just come to a close, but Game Week 20 is about to begin. So let's jump straight into the action and preview Game Week 20. it's fair to say that this festive period hasn't been as jolly as it should have been because the last two game weeks have seen a lot of managers struggle and a lot of managers actually have majority of their points set on their benches as we saw yet again Alphonse Areola and West Ham keep yet another clean sheet and they've really struggled to keep clean sheets of late so it hasn't been the greatest of times for majority of FPL managers, but we can't dwell on recent performances. We have to look forward and Gaming 20 is right around the corner. So looking at a couple of players that I do think we need to buy for Gaming 20, I've got Jared Bowen and Phil Foden. So Jared Bowen is West Ham's talisman. He's in brilliant form at the moment. And with the fact that Mohamed Kudus will be leaving for the African Cup of Nations not too very far from now, more output will be required of Jared Bond. He's going to have to lift his game even more, even though he's been scintillating so far this season. And over the next few fixtures, the fixtures do look decent for West Ham. This game, they face up against Brighton, who haven't kept a clean sheet since last season in the Premier League. Then they face Sheffield United and one the two fixtures where you also can fancy Bowen to do the business for you. So I do think if you are starting to move away from your African and Asian players, Bowen is one of those players you need to get into your team. And looking at Phil Foden, he's also been in brilliant form of late. And I guess the only reason why people aren't moving to him as much as they are towards other midfielders is because he's a Manchester City player and so there's always that element of doubt over the amount of minutes he will get but he has been a mainstay in the City side in the Premier League this season. He's become a core piece of that main starting eleven for City. We saw him score an absolute bullet shot against Everton and he's in brilliant form and I would actually fancy going for Foden if I'm getting a second forward or second attacker from City rather then Alvarez is the most bought player for the game as it stands because once Haaland and De Bruyne come back I think there's more likelihood Alvarez falls out of that team rather than Foden because Alvarez let's not forget he's only been at City for one and a half years he's not been there for very long so the amount of games he's been playing, it's going to take a toll on him. Whereas with Foden, he's used to this. And he's now come of age to become part of that first team and play regular football. So I do think Foden is actually the better option compared to Alvarez. Moving on to a couple of players that I do think we need to sell for Game Week 20. A couple of defenders in today's list. Kieran Trippier is our first man on the sell list. So... Newcastle's form as a whole hasn't been great. They are struggling massively. Trippier especially has been the one player in that Newcastle side who you can say has really struggled of all their main 
key players in their team. And looking at his performances, he does need rests, not just one rest. He needs numerous rests. So I do think moving forward, Eddie Howe is going to have to start rotating Trippier. I don't think Trippier can become a player who can play every single match because of how tired he is. I do think Livermento is going to have to step up every second game and just allow Trippier to get those rests. Even if Trippier does play every game, then I do think he will need to be taken off after at least the hour mark or 70 minute mark because of how tired he actually is. And looking at the next three fixtures for Newcastle against Liverpool, City and Aston Villa, Newcastle are struggling, they're conceding goals for fun at the minute and I can't see them keeping clean sheets in the next three. So I would look to move away from those Newcastle defenders over the next run of fixtures that they have in the short term. And our second self for Game Week 20 is Romero at Spurs. So he did pick up a hamstring injury in his last game in Game Week 18. And now that means Spurs have no central defenders yet again. And we know the last time when this happened, they were leaking goals for fun. And we saw that just last night against Brighton, shipping four goals. And so I don't think we want to be invested in the Spurs defense moving forward unless unless you own Pedro Porro, then you can own a Spurs defender. But if you own any other defenders like Romero, like Udogi, like even Vicario, who is a goalkeeper, yes, I don't think you want to be invested in them because clean sheets are going to be very hard to come by. And the only way to get some sort of returns from the Spurs defenders or keeper will be through attacking returns and the only guy who's really doing that at Spurs is Pedro Paul. In today's keep section we have Cole Palmer and the most sold player for Gaming 20 as it stands Anthony Gordon. So looking at Palmer a lot of people are actually selling him which I can't really understand why because he's now had his suspension for his five yellow cards he's going to be playing every single game for Chelsea because he has been Chelsea's best player so far this season and he's great value for money and also the fixtures for Chelsea over the next four five six matches are still decent enough for Palmer to do well for us and lastly if we are looking to remove players from our teams right now for gaming 20 and for gaming 21 the priority should not be players that are available to us FPL managers we need to be looking to be getting rid of our African and Asian players like Salah, like Mitoma, like Son, like Wang Hee Chan, like Mohamed Kudus who also a lot of people are bringing in yet he won't be available from Game Week 21 onwards. So you need to keep Palmer and rather prioritize those outgoings for those African and Asian players rather than players that are going to be fit and available for us in the next month and looking at then Anthony Gordon I'm sure a lot of people are but shocked that I'm saying we should keep the Newcastle attacker now yes Newcastle as a whole haven't been in great form and yes Gordon's form has also dipped but to be fair his form has dipped because he's been very unlucky he's hit the post he's hit the bar he's come very close to scoring goals setting up teammates and so I still do think there's great value 
in Anthony Carter. And also, yes, the next three fixtures aren't great. But I don't think they are great for those defenders. I'd rather have an attacker for those difficult fixtures because those teams are going to be playing high lines. Liverpool play a high line. They do concede chances. Manchester City are struggling for clean sheets this season. Aston Villa play such a high line. And we saw what Newcastle did on the opening weekend of Premier League action. So I still do think Anthony Gordon offers great value. And I wouldn't be looking to get rid of him, actually. I'd rather keep him in my team because he is one player that Eddie Howe can rely on to put in a 7, 8 out of 10 performance every single match. So I would actually be keeping Anthony Gordon for this tough run of fixtures because after that, Newcastle fixtures do look really good long term. And finally, our avoid section for Game Week 20. Our first avoid is Pervas as Jupinian. So he obviously scored one of the best goals of the month in December with an absolute cracker coming back from injury in some style. But does that mean we should be jumping on the Ecuadorian? I don't think so because he's been out with a very lengthy injury. He had come back from injury and then suffered a setback. So he has been injured for a long time. Roberto De Zerbi will need to be careful of how he brings Estupinian back into that starting eleven. So I don't think he just jumps straight back into the team. And also with Bovis Estupinian, you are also banking on those attacking returns at the same rate as Trent Alexander-Arnold as Pedro Porro because Brighton have not kept a clean sheet in the Premier League since last season, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast so i don't like estupinian as an option right now i would like to look at him maybe a couple of game weeks later once he's starting to get more game time once he's starting to get regular football and getting those starts because he has been out for a long time the fixtures for brighton long term are actually i do think the best of any team in the league so it is the right thought process to go for someone like estupinian but right now isn't the best time, not in my opinion. And our second avoid for Gamic 20 is going to be Alejandro Garnacho, one of the most bought players for this Gamic. And the reason why I'm saying he's in a void is because not everybody is going to play with such a high line as Aston Villa did. And so we should not expect the amount of chances and opportunities United had managed in that game in the next 18, 19, 20 games that has left of the season. So Garnacho as well isn't the most prolific player at United and he's only managed three attacking returns this season. So he hasn't been delivering on a consistent basis. So I don't really like him as an option. The only other team that will be playing such a high line will be Spurs. In the entire league, no one else is going to be playing such a high line like Villa did. And so we should not expect this to be something that's going to happen every single game week. If you only Garnacho for him to have numerous chances to run through on goal against one-on-one against the keeper, that's not going to happen. And also, we also need to look at the fact that Villa looked really tired and looked really poor in that second half because they really played into 
United's hand rather than United doing things exceptionally well. It was Villa being poor rather than United being exceptional from an attacking perspective. So I don't like Ganacho as an option. And his next fixture, yes, on paper, does look great against Nottingham Forest, but they will be playing with a low block. And it is away from home, so that doesn't make it any easier for Garnacho and any of those other United assets. And so that concludes the transfer traffic part of the Game 20 preview and looking into my team selection for this Game in goal, I've got Matt Turner. He is going to be facing up against United, so a clean sheet will be difficult to come by, but that isn't to say that it cannot happen. Most definitely not. We saw how good Nottingham were against Newcastle and there does seem to be a feel of a new manager bounce at Nottingham Forest. In the defense, we have Pedro Porro, Malo Gusto and Brathwaite. Porro obviously conceded four goals, got an assist and managed five points. That's how valuable he is, which is why I do think if you're going to own a Spurs defender, he's the one player to own. I would rather own him than any of the other Spurs defenders. Gusto is looking like he's part of that main starting 11 for Chelsea with the injury to Reese James with Chilwell out with the fact that Colwell doesn't offer the same sort of threat in a left-back position than Gusto because Gusto is a natural fullback, whereas Colwell is a centre-back. So I do think if you're going to own someone from Chelsea in the defence, it's probably Gusto and possibly Colwell, but Gusto is the one natural player who can actually play on both left and right back positions. So that does suggest that he is a mainstay in that Chelsea side. And he does face Luton. That will be a difficult game away from home. We know how good Luton have been this season. So we'll be hoping Chelsea can put in a good performance. But at the same time, I'm not expecting too much because we know how hot and cold Chelsea have been this season. And the final defender in defense is Brathwaite. So he will be facing up against Wolves. That will be a difficult fixture after their really good performance against Brentford, scoring four goals at the GTEC Community Stadium. But we know how good Everton have been from a defensive perspective as well as an attacking perspective. So this will be an interesting game because it's two quality sides coming up against each other. And I do think Brathwaite could possibly do well in this fixture. Moving into midfield, it's a five-man midfield with the news that Erling Haaland is only going to be available from January. So he isn't expected to be fit for that game against Sheffield United, which means Cole Palmer jumps back straight into the starting eleven alongside Jungmin Son, Mo Salah, Mohamed Kudus and Jared Bowen. So Son is obviously playing his last game before he leaves for the Asia Cup as well as Mo Salah and Mohamed Kudus who will be leaving for the African Cup of Nations. So Son against Bournemouth, that means he's a great option for captaincy because I do think that is one of the most exciting games for Game 20. Two attacking sides, two sides in great form. Salah against Newcastle, another great captaincy option at home against Newcastle under the lights who have been struggling. I can see Salah doing well in his last game before he leaves for the FCOT. 
and with Kudus and Bowen. That is an interesting fixture against Brighton. Two good teams and an open game, I think we can see. We know how good West Ham are, and we've seen that just last night against Arsenal. So I do think Kudus and Bowen can do well, seeing that their fixture is only on Tuesday. So they will have more than enough time to be prepped and ready for that game. So I do think we should expect big hauls from both Bowen and Kudus in that match. And looking at Palmer, he obviously faces Luton Town. That is a difficult fixture, but if there's anybody in that Chelsea side who can create something from nothing, it is Cole Palmer. So I'm hoping he can also do well for me this game. And finally, the attack. Like I said, Erling Haaland isn't expected to be fit for their game against Sheffield United, which means it's only a two-man attack with Solanke and Watkins. Solanke is in brilliant form of late. He scored 12 goals this season. He's only behind Erling Haaland on the goal-scoring charts. That's how impressive he has been, which is why I do think he can do well against Spurs, seeing that they have no centre-backs. Bournemouth are the informed team so far in the last month or so. And looking at Watkins, he also is still a very good option looking forward long term. Yes, he has struggled lately. He hasn't been scoring as many goals as he probably would have liked. But up against Burnley, the amount of chances they conceded to Liverpool, if they concede similar opportunities, Watkins is going to have a field day. So I do think he is a good captaincy shot for Game of 20 as well. So looking at the captaincy options for Game of 20, you've got the likes of Son, Salah, possibly Bowen, Solanke and Watkins, but no Erling Haaland because we just don't know whether he will be available for the game against Sheffield United. Pep did say he's only expected in January, but with Pep you never know. So... Looking at my captaincy, I'm actually leaning towards Watkins, seeing how Burnley performed against Liverpool, but also it's nothing set in stone. I might even put my captaincy last minute on Salah, just because he's playing at home against Newcastle, who are really struggling for form. So it's an open gimmick as far as captaincy goes, but currently my captain's armband is on Watkins, but there is possibility of that changing. So those are your options for captaincy for gaming 20 and so that concludes today's episode thank you so much for listening make sure to follow the channel drop that five star rating because it really helps the channel out and i'll see you guys next time on another episode of the fpl guru podcast peace